When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Blue Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothman back in the chair. And as we celebrate two great victories for City, I've got three guests. Welcome to Rob Barron, CTID. Edward Timpson, CBE, and Spencer Debson, who's got absolutely bugger all after his name. But you're all three of you are very welcome. Uh, welcome, all three. And um, listen, let's start with um, the weekend. Uh, we, we're going to come back to Paris, but I think we will need to wax a little bit more about that. We'll just start the weekend and a, a number of things to talk about. One's the snow, uh, one's the amazing job the grounds team did. Um, and one's the very professional performance as well. Uh, Rob, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with snow, groundsman, or, or performance? I'll leave it with you, my friend. I, I remember the great victory in either 1967 or 68. I can't remember which it was. I can uh, help you with that. It was 1967. It was actually Saturday the 9th of December, 1967. You're referring, of course, to what's been known as the Ballet on Ice. And... and uh, I was there for that. And to be honest, the conditions then were worse than they were on Sunday uh, because in those days there was no underground heating and probably the ground staff were unable to rescue the pitch in the way in which they did at halftime on Sunday. But the performances were both majestic in their different ways. And uh, I'm really... Uh, proud of the way that after a very big game on the Wednesday, City applied themselves so magnificently uh, on Sunday against a very good team. And when you think about it, to play in such dominating fashion with so many players on form against the fourth side in the country, that is a really encouraging sign. Can I, Rob, just go back to the ballet on ice? Because I suspect looking um, at my screen and the youthfulness of, of our two other guests this week. Uh, only you and I um, on the show were, were at that game. Um, and I received this week Stuart Brodkin's new book, which is Man City, 50 Memorable Matches. And, and the Ballet on Ice is one of them. 
Yeah. And I actually learned something sort of reading this book, which I write about in my column on the Man City page on the BBC Sport website, which you can read tomorrow. But essentially what I talk about is what I learned in this book, which is that our rather um, clever skipper at the time, Tony Book, um, was told about a bit of a, a trick in, in icy conditions, and that was to actually <laughs> remove the top layer of leather from your studs, which exposed the nails to allow them to take a better grip, um, which is actually what they did, which is why they performed so well. They came back from 1-0 down to win 4-1, for those that, for the, for who want to know their history. Um, but can you imagine that today? It wouldn't get through too many boot inspections. But but apparently that's what the secret was and why we uh, we did so well in that. I don't know if you know that story, Rob, if you remember I, it. I've got Stuart's book, but I haven't read it yet. Uh, but I will read it. And the wonderful thing is that I met Tony Book on Wednesday evening. And if I'd known what you've now told me, I would have asked him about that. But uh, he, seemed, uh, he seemed in good form anyway. I mean, that was... Thrilling, a thrilling victory, and it wasn't just about the footwear. It was about the skill and the application of uh, a wonderful team who became the champions. Absolutely. And somebody, somebody asked me uh, this week uh, at the game, "Was Colin Bell as good as everyone says?" And the answer to that is no. He was even better. Brilliant, Edward. Let, let, let's uh, bring this back down to. Uh... 2021 and, and, and the performance and obviously treacherous conditions and well done to the ground staff and, and of course the undersoil heating as Rob said did its job as well which meant we unlike Burnley down the road I think didn't turn it on early enough or something or didn't have the heating turned up high enough or something meant that we were able to uh, put in a pretty good performance. We did and I think you're right if uh, we'd been playing that game at Main Road we wouldn't have got probably to uh, to half time uh, and uh, I was particularly grateful for the extra 10 minutes that they had to clear the uh, the snow off the pitch because it meant that my for the first time ever my chunky steak pie was cool enough to eat uh, before the uh, second half started uh, but what was amazing was irrespective of what was uh, starting to gather on the pitch snow wise it didn't really seem to affect our performance that much and you started to see lines of the ball across the pitch normally uh, teams start stiffing and sliding all over the place um, but whatever studs they've got on the bottom these days and uh, the, the play becomes rather more um, sort of all over the place uh, and we start to lose some of those careful patterns and the control of the game but that just didn't happen on Sunday uh, and if anything um, I was sorry to see some of the snow go because at the start of the second half we just lost some of our, our rhythm um, which we eventually got back uh, but overall I thought it was particularly after the PSG game a, a dominant uh, and dogged def- uh, performance West Ham, let's let's face it, they're a form team. They're transformed from where they were uh, even last season, certainly three or four seasons ago. Uh, I thought they had one of the best players on the pitch in Declan Rice. He was absolutely everywhere. Um, we might come back to him uh, about uh, how we enhance our squad next season. Uh, but I thought, bearing in mind the opposition, the conditions, uh, the uh, exceptional but I'm sure quite tiring performance on Wednesday, uh, it was uh, a big win when you look at the fixture list that we've got coming up, I've seen we've got the Villa, Watford, Leipzig, which is a, a dead rubber now, uh, Wolves, Leeds, Newcastle, all before Christmas. So we set ourselves up potentially now to go on another one of those big winter streaks, which seem to be something we've become uh, rather good at. And other results went our way as well, of course. Spencer, 
which means we're now sort of having people talk about, oh, well, Chelsea, what, were they six points ahead or something? And suddenly we're, we're just on their coattails again. Um, a, a really good professional performance at the weekend. Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, first of all, I wondered why they didn't play with an orange ball. I do remember sort of back in the day, they used to, when the ice, iciness of winter, they used to, I actually couldn't see the ball half the time in the first half. Um, but it's amazing how City just stroke the ball around and they seem to be sort of unaffected by the fact that, you know, they're playing through these conditions because don't tell me it's easy to do that. Uh, and it was such a contrast to Wednesday. PSG will come on to talk about, I'm sure. But um, it was, it just shows our versatility. Uh, and it sort of harks back to, you know, these the great run-ins that we've had in recent time to win the title, where we've really had that ability to grind out wins when we need it. Here, it was a tight game, wasn't it? It wasn't, um, you know, a slam dunk all the way, uh, but we got the job done uh, and we, we looked elegant in, in, in doing it. So I'm starting to sort of move my mindset, uh, as I'm sure we all are, we'll probably come to talk about it, as to really what we can achieve this season, because we didn't go into it with the um, unconditional optimism, perhaps, or I didn't anyway, that we've had in prior seasons. Um, but here we are, you know, how many games in? 13 games in. We've now, as um, Edward alluded to, we've got a really good run before Christmas in the next five league games. Um, I think that was our sixth win on the trot or fifth. I, I can't, one of the one or the other. So I wouldn't, you know, would it be a betting man that would say that City are going to go on a, a really good set of wins now? And um, in a sense, if we do that, it, it, you know, the others have got to stay up with us rather than um, us pursuing the Chelsea's of this world. So it's going to be tight this season. I think it's going to be the, the three-way uh, run that uh, everyone is expecting. But I think City are gaining momentum and it's um, it's exciting. I mean, something that we haven't mentioned yet, of course, are the three key, or there's more than three, but three key players that would walk into any probably international side, never mind Premier, Premier League side. And of course, that's Phil Foden, Kevin De Bruyne and Jack Grealish haven't, haven't appeared. Um, if I was sort of half joking, I'd say, you know, how are they going to get their place back in this side? Uh, Rob, your, your thoughts on those three missing players and, 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 and just showing the, the great strength of depth of squad, of course. But, but seriously, you know, how, how are they going to come back? Well, they will come back because the games are coming so fast that we're going to get injuries and suspensions. And as we've seen uh, with KDB, that he can't play every game because, you know, he, he gets, he, he's exhausted. He needs to be played carefully. So I, I'm quite happy that uh, they're able to come back uh, in a way which will mean the team is strengthened. But what is so exciting to me is that Bernardo, uh, Cancelo, Mares uh, are playing absolutely at the top of their form at the moment. And there's no, there's no weak link in the side. I mean, we always used to say, even last year, that defensively we were suspect. And you, you don't say that anymore because the, the defending line is so elegant. The goalkeeper is so strong. And uh, the possibility of switching uh, central defenders is, is not frightening anymore. So uh, I agree, it is a really exciting possibility, but it will be a squad that wins things, not, not, not the 11 players or the 13 players that played in the two games. Can I just pick you up, Rob, before I move on? On One of the things that you said, so, some would argue um, that Edison 
should and could have done better for the goal. And we've said before, brilliant distributor um, adds so much to our team. But actually, as a shot stopper, he's, he's not the best. And some ha- have criticised him um, following the weekend's performance. Just wh- where do you sit on that? Do you think he overcompensates because of everything else he does? Or do you actually think, yeah, he was a bit slow? Well, you mean the goal that West Ham scored? Yeah, well, yeah. that was a wonderful goal, Nigel, and I don't think it's fair to blame Ethan uh, yeah. for that. I mean, what what I think about him is that he he has spasms of irresponsibility and complacency, which mean that he he very occasionally engages in kamikaze uh, distribution, which puts great pressure on City. But he's a very fine goalkeeper, and I wouldn't I wouldn't have it any other way. I think my mates who support other clubs wish he were their goalkeeper, and that's what you want. Edward, your thoughts on kind of the uh, the Foden, KDB, Grealish, and maybe also sort of linked to that, this issue of the whole the ubiquitous argument of the false nine and no centre forward, and and the, and the fact that we're continuing to play in different ways, rotation of those front three. Um, are you excited by that? Does that worry you slightly that if we maybe progress in the Champions League further that we'll eventually get found out we need to score more goals? Where do, where do you sit on that one? So there's about nine questions there, I think. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll have a stab at a few of those, Nigel. But I think essentially, as long as we're still scoring goals, I don't really care where they come from. There's been the odd uh, nil-nil or uh, a, a few uh, games where we've, we've struggled to score and my mind has gone back to... Uh, do we need to have that um, that true striker available to us uh, to knock those goals in? Uh, but then we seem to recover and suddenly start getting a few five nils under our belt. So um, I think this, it is exciting because you never quite know who the front three are going to be. They move in and out positions during the game. I didn't think Mares starting as yeah. the false number, which I think he did uh, on Sunday, worked that well in the opening 10-15 sort of minutes. So they swapped it around and... Uh, he was put back out on the right where he's more effective. Sterling, I find, isn't quite so good on the left. He wants to be able to... The problem is we've got him, uh, Jesus and Mares all wanting to play uh, out on the right. Uh, so I think Grealish coming back in, um, he, he will give uh, a little bit of something extra. But ultimately, for me, it's uh, where do we make sure that uh, we have still a solidity in defence, uh, the protection of midfield, the, qual- the quality and the, um, uh, the sort of canniness that we need from Bernardo, uh, as well as then the delivery uh, from the flanks. And um, particularly the cross-field balls, where we seem to now be scoring much more uh, goals from from uh, that, that type of approach, which Walker didn't have his best game uh, on, uh, on Sunday. Quite a few misplaced passes, but a few great cross-field balls. But Cancelo seems to be the master of that. So I'm not worried about it. Of course, we'd love, as we've discussed many times on this show, to have uh, a Haaland uh, available to us as well. Uh, but as long as we continue to uh, achieve like we did on Sunday, which is scoring good goals, uh, which are due to practice, discipline, excellent play, uh, and that sort of team sort of collective re- recognising how they can all help each other. And Bernardo in particular is the most unselfish player on the pitch in, in yeah. teeing people up. Then I think we're going to continue to uh, score what we need. Uh, if they do start to dry up, uh, then uh, we'll have to think again. But I, I can't see that happening. 
your thoughts, um, Spencer, on kind of the absence of Foden, KDB and Grealish, and, and particularly who stepped up for you this season? Who have been kind of the mm. stars for you? Mm. Well, look, more of the same that we're talking about. I mean, the one player that we haven't really mentioned, I mean, they've all stepped up. And I think that's the point, isn't it? Is that they're all now operating at a high level. Um, the one I was going to mention was Rodri. I mean, yeah. he has more and more settled into that really, you know, the role of that that sort of midfield general somewhat. Um, and, you know, he's now starting to spray passes around sort of Fernandinho-like. And in, in fact, Fernandinho, I know, he, you know, he was on the pitch, obviously, against West Ham, but he hasn't really, he's hardly featured this season. And that is really because of the uh, the dominance of Rodri. So um, he absolutely, I think, um, underpins all the good things that happen, um, you know, coming out of defence. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's what an incredible thing to say that, you know, without Grealish Foden and KDB and Ferran Torres, we were mentioning just before we started, he's, um, you know, also a player of, of great promise that we're doing so well. And I think it obviously talks to the system, you know, and uh, I must say, even coming out of the, there was always a little bit of the, um, uh, what would one say, um, raising of eyebrows when City wouldn't perhaps win a game, but Pep would be sort of eulogising about what a great performance it was, you know, and we were like, going, ah. but you really do get get what he means and, and, and subscribe to it because we are playing to a system and these players can slot in and out of this system seemingly at ease. Um, and it, it really does bode well for the future. So, yeah, it's, it's all good so far. Um, well, listen, uh, the meat pie I got out um, just before we started has cooled down, so I think we probably need to take a quick break. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to talk about that Paris Saint-Germain game, uh, and we'll talk about Villa and Watford coming up too. And that's all happening straight after this break. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct... Something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen. Check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Welcome back. Listen, let's talk um, for as long as we like about that amazing performance against probably one of the greatest teams on the planet, uh, Paris Saint-Germain in in midweek. I mean, uh, listen... I don't know where to start. But Edward, you, you start us off on this one. What a fantastic performance. Proud to be a City fan watching that. Well, this is the sort of game where we could only have pipe dreams about not that many years ago. Uh, and did it really happen? Um, I couldn't get my hands on a ticket, I'm afraid, Nigel. Such was the demand, which is a, is a nice problem to have uh, for a midweek game. Never used to be when we were playing in the... Uh, full members cup or whatever it was uh and uh, those who were there got probably uh, the best entertainment uh my understanding is one of the best atmospheres uh, that we've had a, a game for quite some time and when we beat them in the semi-finals last season so many of us rude the fact that we couldn't be there 
Uh, and I think maybe for some, this has, has made up for it. Uh, we were going back to that point about the power of the collective uh, against a collection of individuals. Yes, they had two or three of the best players in the world playing up front. But if they get no service, uh, if we uh, dominate midfield, if we run them ragged, uh, and I think Herrera was sort of on his knees about 60 minutes in, um, then uh, we really are showing what we are capable of, uh, not just in this tournament, but I think um, in in every single facet of, of football that we take part in. And um, it was just such a joy to see them uh, demonstrating the... The, the level that they've reached uh, is one where they, they, they're still hungry for more and they think they can still get better. And, and I think that was one of the best displays uh, that we've seen from a, a Pep team and a Manchester City team, bearing in mind the opposition. Uh, and um, I, I think the uh, the epitome of that is, is Cancelo. Uh, he, uh, for me, is now uh, undisputably one of the best players uh, that we have in our squad, in our team, and I think playing football uh, at that level. And um, I, I think uh, the more that we can uh, keep uh, the squad that we have, maybe just add to it a little bit more, um, ours is going to be rather more impressive in winning games of football than PSG, irrespective of the, the, the stars that they have um, at the uh, at the top of the, of the field. So um, a wonderful evening uh, and one that I hope we're going to repeat all the way to the final this season. Or we might actually win. Spencer Edward has quite rightly picked out Cancelo as one particular name, but but for me, it was about that team. It was that complete team performance where literally everybody on the pitch, you know, you're going to give them ten out of ten. Literally every single one of them, not not hesitate in doing that. It was that it was all about the team, wasn't it? Oh, it absolutely was. And I must say, this was one of those one in a hundred games. I, I was privileged to be there. Was with her with my son and um we didn't quite get to meet tony book but we did go to joe's bar <laughs> so that, that was our closest brush with city celebrity but we had these fantastic seats front row of one block over in the middle level looking out onto the dugouts and so on and actually what what really struck you absolutely was the collective was the way that Mara, we've said it so many times, but the way that Mara's just pulls that ball out of the air and caresses it and then does something with it. I mean, it was really just wonderful to watch. It was quite joyous. And also, I noticed at the start of the game, they've got this whole entertainment thing going with the lights going and the music and the, you know, I was half expecting, you know, some sort of American style, you know, sort of a uh, bit of dancing, or, I don't know, some inappropriate um uh, sort of uh, troop coming out. But it was very theatrical. We were excited and the game absolutely lived up to expectations. I mean, the thing was that in the first half, we created so much and we were so surprisingly dominant. And then when it came into half time and uh, we hadn't managed to convert, and then, of course, Mbappe knocks that one in. And I suppose it was a little bit uh, fortuitous the way it came to him. But I think there was a, 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 a little lapse in defence there. And of course, one up. Uh, and then you're thinking, ah, is this going to be one of those games? But I think City yet again showed their ability to come back um, as against Liverpool when we were down uh, and here again to show that collective, to show that determination. Uh, and it was an absolutely fabulous, uh, memorable evening. And I'm particularly pleased that my... Um, second favourite player, uh, Mr Jesus, 
had a nice assist and uh, conversion in that game because I do think that he is a very valuable member of our squad and I've never been one of those who uh, other than wants to keep him as, as part of our go forward plan. Did you make it clear who your favourite player was? Just, just, just because you talk about, are you talking about Cancelo as your favourite at the moment? Well, or? I must say, ever since uh, Mr. Nick Goldstone um, sort of confessed his uh, his great affection, I, I thought, do you know what? You're absolutely right. I think he is is a player that has. Um, really won the acceptance, respect and love of the fans. And actually, when you watch him now every game, you think this is a, this is a truly world-class player. A good friend of mine, uh, before he signed, said, you've got a world-class player here. And he, it wasn't really showing in the first year, but I think it's this settling in, it's the buying into the system and also being given licence to run all over the pitch. I actually think he's invented a new, a new way of being a fullback. I don't know there's any player in the world that, that has operated in the way that he's now quite regularly operating for City. And it's, uh, it's thrilling to see. Thrilling to see. Yeah, Rob, Rob, he's a world-class player, but he's no Freddie Hill, is he? Well, no, I mean, you know, uh, they've obviously never seen Billy Levers play and then they, they would get full back into perspective. But I agree with everything that's been said. The atmosphere was wonderful and uh, it, it was just spine-tingling to be there. And I think we need to to point out a couple of things that haven't been mentioned. First of all, to me, the game changed when uh, Pep brought uh, Jesus on uh, when he did. And Jesus has recovered from uh, a mediocre period into becoming a very vibrant footballer. And I have to say that the same is true of Sterling, who in the last two games has played with his old swagger and authority in a way that, uh, you know, casts away the, the kind of trouble period which, which he's obviously had. And uh, I think in some respects, um, PSG should have taken their chances. And if they had done, it would have been more difficult. They, they had more clear-cut chances than we did. But the team were brilliant. And um, I loved the... the the little boy in the stand who had the sign which said, Messi, can you get me Foden's shirt? I mean, that's where we are. <laughs> uh, it, it demonstrates that this is a team of uh, joined-up individuals as opposed to the Galacticos that play for uh, PSG. Uh, no one's mentioned Bernardo on Wednesday. I, I was sitting with some friends who hadn't seen him before and they couldn't believe how brilliantly skillful he was in tackling and moving on. And I think he deserves uh, a, a mention as well. But it was uh, one of those days you'll never forget, and that's great. And obviously, to, to meet Tony Book is, is quite special. I've had the pleasure a, a few times of meeting him. Was this before the game, half-time, after the game? What, at what point did you meet him? No, no, it was just, just uh, by accident and uh, before the game. So I was very lucky. Um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's uh, a good age now, so it was lovely to see him there and part of, part of the tradition. Um, we're, we're not mentioning Torres, actually, and, you know, I think Torres does provide the possibility of getting over the issue of not having a striker uh, without having to buy one, and just because he says he wants to leave 
I mean, remember that Bernardo said that at the end of last season and is now playing the best football of his career. So we shouldn't get up on, give up on Torres, especially as Barcelona don't have any money, it seems. So, you know, we can afford to, to be patient there. I mean, certainly I think increasingly people are seeing Torres and then you think of some of the youngsters uh, in particular coming through as well that the, and, and the false nine. The, the combination of all those things, we've probably got enough um, to see us through. I think is the general view. Is that Spencer? Is that where you are as well? Would you say at the moment? I think so. I mean, we spent all of last year talking about Haaland or Kane, didn't we? We don't know. You know, I I, I still think if either of those players was to come to the club, uh, it would clearly be um, a fabulous signing. Um, but uh, it, it would not be uh, appropriate to get a somebody who was lower than that level because I do uh, agree that we have got such talent sort of coming through. In the background, I, I'd like to see more of Delap. I like the look of Cole Palmer. Uh, there were a few other players, weren't there, that um, that Pep was was um, calling calling up the other day. Um, and uh, yeah, if we don't make a, a, a big striker signing in the summer or in January, I I think it's it's okay. But I do think that um, if we were to add that, then that might just uh, be a squad addition that we will come to. Uh, value right when it comes to the you know to the end of the season and it gets it gets to the you know there's very tight games where you know we need to convert the chances. Edward, any anything else on the Paris game or kind of the squad as we've discussed before we move on to the, the upcoming fixtures? Well, personally, I know I wouldn't buy a striker in January um, unless we absolutely felt it was necessary. I think the squad's really settled that they're, they're playing well as a team, so. Uh, I think that the, the sum will be the right time as long as it's the right person at the right price, all the usual caveats. Don't forget, I think I'm right in saying 22-23 is the last on Pep's current contract. Uh, and if he hasn't won the Champions League this season, uh, that may uh, push the agenda on on a striker for next season. Uh, but I, I just want to mention one moment. Um, sorry, not from the PSG game, Nigel, but from on Sunday around Bernardo and Rob's point. Uh, about him playing the best football of his career. We all miss David Silva deeply uh, and the, the the wonder that he brought to the Etihad pitch. But there was one moment on Sunday when Bernardo did one of the sort of David Silva 360 pirouettes. Yeah. Uh, and it was um, sort of one of those moments where it's sort of, it's just you capture it and you take it away and um, you hope you, you know, he might give you another one for Christmas. But there, they're such special moments and there's very few players that can do it. And um, I, I think Bernardo has been a, um, another revelation this season, having had uh, one a few seasons ago where he probably was the best player that we had. And um, I think he's going a long way to proving that he's him and Cancelo and there's lots of candidates, but probably those two are out out, out, out of front at the moment. Uh, just the level of football they're playing and they actually look like they're enjoying it. Uh, and for me, that that speaks volumes when you look at um, how the the others across the the, the city um, are rather enjoying their football there, rather rather less. Let's say. Well, we don't we don't talk about them, so we'll move on from that pretty no. quickly. Um, Spencer, um, can we just uh, look forward then? And uh, Villa midweek, um, of course, coming on the back of a new manager bounce. Some Scouse has turned up there, um, having played for some Mickey Mouse side in Scotland. Uh, sorry, managed some Mickey Mouse side in Scotland, suddenly is in the Premier League and he's won two out of two. So they'll, they're, they're no walkover. They're going to come um, feeling pretty buoyant, pretty positive, even though it is City. You, you'd like to think it's not going to be uh, straightforward on Wednesday night against Villa. 
No, I think it will be a very competitive game. As you say, um, I, I think Stephen Gerrard is the real deal. I think he'll be turn out to be a very successful manager. Uh, you've seen the uh, improvement in Villa already. Um, and, you know, we, 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 we hope that we can keep up this level very consistently. We've done so since the Palace game, I'd say. Um, so it's now six, seven games. You know, we should be able to carry on through here. I think it will be helpful if... I don't know if any uh, of the of the three or four players that we've spoken about will be coming back from injury. I don't think they will. So I'm not sure um, uh, if there's any limitation in uh, the sort of changes that Pep will make. Um, but I don't think it'll be a straightforward game. Uh, but we'd like to think that we've got just too much quality. And um, uh, I, I'd, I'd expect City to, to win the game. But again, uh, as with the West Ham game, it, it, it's bound to be... Uh, a closer game than, uh, than than you might imagine, especially with the uh, with the Gerard bounce. Edward, your thoughts uh, before the Villa game? Well, it's, it's an important uh, match as they all are, particularly uh, as we're alluding to before. When you've got uh, between now and Christmas a game on average every three days, so it's going to come thick and fast. And um, by the end of that, we could either be uh, you know starting to find a bit of uh, headroom. Um, between us and Chelsea, we could find ourselves, uh, you know, really struggling to keep pace. So um, I think it's likely we're going to be playing a similar team than we saw uh, on Sunday because of where the, the squad is. Uh, there'll be a bit of rotation. The, the interesting one is is always the uh, the, the two uh, centre backs. Apparently, in the last ten games, each of uh, Stones, uh, Laporte, and Diaz have all played five games each. Whether that's to try and be uh, ridiculously fair or how it's all just happened to uh, to pan out but um, L- Laporte had, had some wobbles on on Sunday so I, I would expect to see Stones uh, alongside uh, Diaz and uh, I think we'll have enough solidity and um, I think uh, experience of how to uh, um, get round Villa who are going through a, a little bit of a, a mini streak uh, but uh, probably probably us by the odd goal. Uh, Rob, do you expect to see a bit of rotation as well as Edward suggests? Well, yes, because Laporte is suspended for for the game, so he won't be able to play. But there's no problem about Stones, who's who's a Rolls-Royce player at the moment. And Stones and Diaz is a great uh, defensive partnership. I mean, what excites me about City is what they do when they don't have the ball. And I don't think I've ever quite seen it to this extent that they harry teams to get the ball back. And, you know, West Ham were completely thrown by this. They were hit off their stride. And that, that is a good tactic to play away from home. Uh, it unsettles teams. And I think it's no accident that City look equally good away as they do at home. So, uh, yes, of course, Gerard is a good uh, manager and he has a new manager bounce. But we should be very competitive for that game. I mean, their commitment to to winning and to being consistent is just a tribute to Pep's genius, it seems to me. Well, I hope you're right, because, of course, the next three games are all, all away, of course, aren't they? At Villa, Watford and then Leipzig. So we've we literally got uh, three games away um, um, coming up. Um, Spencer, did you want to say something? No, I was just going to say that was the thing that was so visible from West Ham and PSG. We go back to Bernardo again. I don't know if there's any player that harries as much as he does, and they all do. 
and who yeah. covers as much ground as he does. And our our uh, performance when we don't have the ball <laughs> is world class, if you can say that. It really is. And I can't imagine in, in all the training that they must really refine this again and again and again. Uh, but it's it's really impressive. And I think it gives us a great confidence. And that's why we end up with, you know, 65, 70% possession in, in all these games. So very, very impressed with the on-off the ball work. So before we go, let's just quickly look forward to Watford as well, um, which is on Saturday. It's the 5.30 kickoff on Saturday where Vickery's Road. Um, Edward, your your thoughts ahead of, ahead of that one, please. Well, Nigel, the, the last time I remember being there was uh, when we, we met uh, on, uh, I think it was also a wintry, uh, cold day or evening, and we scored... I think Mares scored and then we were almost lumping it uh, out of our box for the last 10 minutes. So I hope we don't end up doing that um, on the uh, on the fourth against Watford. Watford are sort of up and down team. They've, they've got a lot of confidence issues. Ranieri's come in. They've had a few good results, but um, they, they, they seem quite porous still. So I expect that we'll, we'll score more than one goal on this occasion and Watford won't have enough firepower the other end. So uh, I, I'm, I'm looking at a reasonably comfortable win there, I think, Nigel. You feel the same, Rob? Well, we have scored a lot of goals against Watford. There's no getting away from it. And I need to uh, recall the 8-0 victory in which we were five up after 25 minutes. It's not going to be like that. And what would undermine us if they were complacent and overconfident? But I don't think Pep Everett allows that to happen. So I'm very confident that we'll give them a very good game. And finally, Spencer... Yeah, I'm very confident of a win against Watford. And I do remember the game you just spoke about. And it did remind me, because it, it was a beast of a day. And it did remind me as we came in that the City uh, coach was unable to traverse around the corner. And it was parked in the corner. And all the fans had to go by it. Uh, and it just did amuse me that these, you know, all these wonderful players had to sort of trudge through the mud to get back on the coach to go home. And it was, it was quite a nice... Uh, uh, is sort of a nice, a nice view, but I, I think we'll be far too strong for Watford. Far too strong. The uh, the eight nil didn't make it into Stuart's excellent book. I noticed that the six nil FA Cup final on the eighteenth of May, twenty nineteen, did make it in there. Um, Stuart's book, incidentally, a Man City fifty memorable matches is available on Amazon um, and all the bookshops. I'm sure. Um, listen, thank you very much to my three guests, to Edward Simpson. Get it right to Edison, Edward Timpson, to Rob Behrens, and to Spencer Debson. This is Nigel Rothband, I think, saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. If you'd like to advertise on or sponsor this show, contact us at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.